Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Is this the first time we see each other since New Year's? No. Yes. We we were at Ileana's house. Oh, yes. Oh. Well, it still feels refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year. Woo! It's still, well, to our followers. Yes, Yes. It is Happy New Year. It feels good to be back. It feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. Yeah, I know, right? But anyways, let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. (laughs) I'm Julie. I'm Diana. And I'm Liliana. Uh, so, guys, let's talk about something sad really quick. <laughs> um, one of Liliana's favorite topics, the holiday blues. Why do you guys think that holiday blues are a thing? Um, I personally did not go through quote-unquote holiday blues this year for whatever reason. Last year, a thousand percent I did. Why do you guys think that's like a thing? So I would say the holiday blues are a thing. It's because, ev- like, the past 12 months, they kind of just simmer down into, like, one full month. So everything that you accomplished or you set out to accomplish or that you fell short from accomplishing, it's kind of like a, a reminder in that month of December. People asking questions, you reflecting on 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 everything. And I think that's kind of where holiday blues start. And I feel like... You're constantly compared or comparing yourself to those around you um, when you kind of see family and everything. I think that's where it starts. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> and disclaimer, it's not my favorite topic. Like, nobody likes the holiday No, blues. but you're like, you're very... It's an important one. And it's, I think it's real. Yeah. Like it's something it's that something at one that's point... That's not talked about often, really. Yeah, and it's something that we all face at one point. I think it's really... Holiday blues, I feel like it circles around reflection because you're either reflecting on other people and how, like, you could have done as good as them or better, whatever the case is, or you're just reflecting on the year you've had. So even if holiday blues has kind of, like, a negative connotation to it, I feel like you could still reflect on the good things that happen, but it just all happens during the holidays. That would be the holiday cheer, then. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be the holiday Yeah, this is why this is your topic. Anyways, let's kind of get into how our weeks leading up to New Year's Eve treated us. So let's start with family interaction. I think I want to start with Diana. So I think starting from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day, everything in between, I've noticed that you know, when when we were younger, or maybe when I was younger, we always had, like, a lot of family come through. Like, a lot of family. Like, the house used to be packed. Like, it was impossible to, like, get through. It's like the kitchen. Like, that's how many people there was. And little kids. We were all little kids, too, obviously. And now, as I've gotten older, I've actually had a realization that my family gatherings have gotten so much smaller and it's like, you know, it, it got me a little sad a little bit. I was just like, this is a little sad because, you know, the holiday, it's a holiday. Everybody should be, you know, with with one another. The holiday with, cheer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should be with one another celebrating, you know, with kids. But we don't even have little kids. We only have like Big one little kids. kid. One little kid. That's it. And like the Christmas gifts have gotten smaller. I remember when I was younger, like my mom and my dad used to bring trash bags full of gifts yep. back to the house. 
And mm-hmm. now I'm surprised I even got a pair of socks. Like, <laughs> For the most you're going to get is like Venmo, like some yeah. money to your Venmo. Even though I'm obviously very appreciative that I was with my family, but it was just really sad at that moment when I, you know, when I saw my family gatherings getting smaller and smaller and like, you know, a lot of aunts are missing, a lot of, you know, my uncles, you know, my grandmother, you know, rest in peace. You know, she's not there anymore. And also we also had a tradition that we would spend New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family and Christmas Day we both spend with my dad's side of the family. I don't talk to my dad's side of the family. I talk to my dad, obviously, but I don't talk to my dad's side of the family. So that right there just, you know, even though it's sad, it's just, you know, it's a realizing change. that, you know, certain things are never going to be forever. I think I can definitely agree with that. Like, you guys know my family is pretty much, we're all very close. And for the most part, we've kept the same tradition year after year after year. Like, I could never say I missed a Thanksgiving or Christmas with my family, and I'm 29 now. So imagine how many imagine how many years? 29. Though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never missed those two specific holidays. And it's like, over the years, we, like, shrunk, I guess, like, in adults, but, like, grew in kids. But, like, I feel like the meaning for kids is so much more different. Like, they don't see how we used to Christmas or how we used to party. Um, and just even the dynamic of the parties are different now. Like you eat dinner, everyone's kind of like in their little corner or on their phones, like no one's really engaging. So I think even just the dynamic of the parties have changed aside from getting smaller too. So Mm. I can definitely agree with that. But I think for the kids, they still see it how we used to see it. Yeah. Because as adults, we grow up and we now know, like, I don't know, like the little conflicts, the little feuds, attention. Or what it takes to even get those gifts exactly. under the tree exactly we never saw that as kids so they probably still have that same mentality and hopefully they keep it through adulthood but even so i feel like like for example for me we celebrate christmas eve too and we they used to make us wait until 12 to open those gifts mm-hmm. like you better stay up or you're just gonna get it tomorrow mm-hmm. and now it's like oh my kids are sleepy at eight let's open gifts what like that's yeah tra- i love tradition and like that was a real thing for like me and my cousins, and it's like now my little cousins, they're like, I want to open gifts, and like we open it. Yeah. Like, where's no. the fun in that? Mm-mm. Right. So that's what I mean. Like it has changed, and everything is just like, oh, whatever they say. So. And I could definitely agree with both of you. Um, on the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, even New Year's, I would always visit both sides of my family. And this was the first year where I didn't. And I had no urge. I literally had to drag myself by the hair. I was literally walking like this <laughs> to go um, to do anything. I had no urge, like, just, like, no desire. So I think the holiday blues did hit me. Um, but, yeah, it's just I hope the kids still feel that same excitement. And, again, I really hope it kind of carries into their adulthood. But for me, I wasn't feeling it. At all. Like, I remember one Christmas years ago. I think this was the last one I really enjoyed. I was at my aunt's house, and my mom came dressed up as Santa Claus. Like Your it, mom is dedicated. <laughs> I love that. My mom came dressed up as Santa Claus, and then she started dancing them bow. Like, that's a memory that I will never forget. And then she's, like, shaking her ass in the, co- in the Santa suit, and the kids are just, like, dancing with her. Like, I love that, and I miss that. Like, I miss that. You know what? I joy. should do that next year. Dress, dress up Santa? as Santa. Because, like, this year I was, like, the entertainer for my family. Like, I had a mic. I was, you should have dressed up as a I was, Oh, my God. Like, I was having, a, like, the viejitas, the viejitos dancing like crazy. I was I was it. <laughs> the MC. I was the MC. Oh, my God. I would literally with Pay the mic and speaker and everything. That. I think I'm going to do that next year. You know what? 
I'm gonna do that. I think my family's just so uh they're just like hard asses. Like I don't like <laughs> like crack a smile. Like First of all, we never grew up on the the Santa uh concept. Uh-huh. Like Santa was never a thing Papa for me. Did you do th- no. the Wow. No, none of that. Like it was like you open gifts. Like where do these gifts come from? My parents, like whatever, or whoever gave it to us. That's it. Call them the next day, say thank you, and that was the end of Christmas. And like a big ass party, obviously, but like the whole Santa thing, no. You guys gotta come to my family parties. My gotcha. Next year, we can dress up as Santa. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, I'll dress up as a Grinch, please. Our Um, little elf. There we go. I did think about something that might have, I guess, gave me the blues this time around. Um, finances. I feel like, for one, people reflect on their finances by the end of the year. You know, personal finances, they budget, whatever the case is. But specifically with holidays and gift giving. So with me and my family, everyone has high expectations, right? Mm-hmm. If they know you either make a certain amount or you're just doing good for yourself, whatever, those expectations kind of align with whatever it is gifting. yeah gifting so this year it just like hit me harder i think because as the years have gone by i've tried to not be santa claus like Ileana always tells me like julie you're santa claus i'd be the one with the trash bag year <laughs> after year even though like my pockets can't with a big ass trash bag driving to violin like here's a gift for everybody maybe two for you like um so this year we did like a whole secret santa thing and oh that's nice it still oh. didn't no. work. Because it's not just one person, because you still gift to people that I ended aren't up your still Santas. gifting to people that wasn't my secret Santa. That's like your Santas. So <laughs> had I not done that, like I'm sure I would have gotten like faces or like attitude, whatever the case is. Like it just didn't work out in my favor financially. And my mom specifically, she was like expecting me, oh, you need to give this person this much money and this, you know, this person, make sure you buy them this. And nope. like, I, you guys probably can't relate to that because my mom is just different. But finances definitely took a toll on me this holiday season. But I can't say, I feel like it's better than what it was last year. You're, yeah, the years if, before. Yeah, especially last year. I remember specifically one gift being... <clears throat> yeah, I hope that person still uses that gift. <laughs> what was it? We're not we're throwing say. numbers. No, we're Wait, not. Okay. Was it for Mother's Day or for Christmas that you, you and your cousins bought She's a flight to, to, to for your mom and for your aunt to go to DR? That, that was, was Mother's summer. Day. That was Mother's. Not this summer. This was this past. For year. Mother's yeah. Day, we yeah. bought them flights to DR. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I, was, were they expecting that again this year? Because I'm trying to book flights for myself. Exactly <laughs> as you should. <clears throat> um, but would you guys say finances kind of hate you guys too? Kind of year end. Hell yeah. Yep. My Year mom's round. birthday was on the 23rd. Oh, that's right. So my mom expects a gift on her birthday mm-hmm. and dinner. And then she expects a Christmas Eve gift and expects a Christmas Day gift. And New Year's Day, too? Miss Carmen. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, no. Yeah, and I was like, Mom, and it was going to be hard shopping a gift for her birthday for Christmas and all that because, like, she has already so much Mm -hmm. like she gets a gift from every single one of her daughters that's four gifts that she gets in one day for her birthday and then she wants an additional four gifts on Christmas it's like 
what like what more do you want? So in a way, I kind of understand because like my parents have a high, my mom especially like my dad. You can just give him a kiss and a hug and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But my my mom specifically, she has high expectations as to what we should be giving her for her birthday because she's like, oh, if I can give you guys good things, like you guys should be giving like giving oh, me God. good things. It's like tip for chat, Miss Girl, tip for chat. Uh, no, I can't. I can't afford that. I was like, she was like, but you guys work so hard. Like she always finds an excuse as to why we should be able we why should she be deserves. able to give her these things, and it's just like. Why can't you just be like my dad? Nice kiss, a nice hug, you know, a nice little like pat on the what back. What you guys should You're do is alternate each year. Do a gift for the birthday. Next year, do a gift for the eve. You know what I mean? You know, alternate. Joanna, my sister, got her a, a Louis Vuitton bag for her birthday. Got her um, for Christmas uh, Coach perfume. Me and Melissa, we were like, what the hell do we get her? So me and her went half on these like really expensive boots that she wanted. For it not to fit her. It helps you exchange. Damn, I want to have Diana as my daughter. And then <laughs> Jesse. I want to have both of you guys. And then Jesse ended up giving her money plus an additional gift. And then mind you, we had to take her out for dinner for her birthday, which was like $400 right there. And here's the crazy part that our parents, like a lot of our family members have like partners or they're married, like especially my family. So there's, you know, double income coming mm-hmm. out to these gifts. That's exactly what I was going to say. Me? We're just one. I'm yeah. just one person. It's just one income. We have yeah. one job. One income. That's it. So yeah. it's they don't see that like the money doesn't balance out. So because we're not able to give double the gifts because we're not two people, like it should be understood that way. But there's one thing before we move on. There's one thing that I do appreciate of my parents that my parents, one, they were never sting- stingy, right? Stingy with mm-hmm. their gifts. Like my mom and my dad always made sure that we always got gifts. At least something, right? My mom, she would always be like, you know what? I'm going to get you guys something that you guys want and slash need. Like I told, she always asked, like, what do you guys need? And she always, always, always gives it to us. She never says, okay, I can't do it. And then my dad, he'll always give us money. So we'll always get two gifts. Every single one of us, me and my sisters, we always get two gifts. He always gives us a good amount of money. And my mom always gives us a gift. So it's it's good. It, It makes me happy because I'm just like, you know what? Even though it's hard to get them a gift... I know that they are never stingy. They're never like, okay, we're not going to get you this. Or, like, yeah. you know, this is above our means. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I tell a mom that I really want this this coach or this Gucci belt, they will literally get it for me. Whether it's, like, $200, $300, they will get it for me. I'm never like that because, obviously, like, you know. Yeah, they need me as a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's one thing. Even though it's hard for me to, like, get them gifts financially because I'm the only one that's providing, I am very appreciative that my parents always get, every year, they always get me and my sisters and my niece a gift. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> can't say beautiful. the same, but I I'm cannot. very happy for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> when I found that out, I was really sad. Oh, um, it's okay. It's not. I was really sad for you guys. Like, I was really sad. I'm just I, grateful I literally for went friends home and, and I was like, that's so sad. Like, I think, I don't remember the last time I got gifts from, like, anybody. I think my cousin last year, she gave me, like, a sweater or something. But it's not, like, my immediate family, we've never kind of just like for Christmas we've never kind of like instilled oh you gotta give a gift to each other like I bought my parents a Christmas well I got them tickets to like go see a concert in Atlantic City a couple years ago and then like here and there like we'll get each other I'll get them like gifts or something but I mean we've never grown up con la costumbre there I'm sorry I don't know how to say that in English (laughs) hold on la costumbre the habit the habit the habit of like gifting each other i don't remember the last time yeah but i don't think 
I don't see it as something wrong. It's just something that I'm used to. Yeah. So like even like doing things for myself. Like I I'd never tell my mom like, "Oh, can I can you get this for me? Like I really want this." Like I don't I feel bad asking people for anything. Mm-hmm. So usually I I'll just do things myself, whatever if I can't afford it right now, I'll work my way towards it. I'll do it eventually. Let's talk about something a little more in a different direction. What about grief during the holidays? Um, Obviously, year after year, people lose loved ones. And if you have a whole year without losing someone you love, then obviously that's amazing. Um, Like, specifically for me, like, I lost my grandma and stuff. And, like, my dad had mentioned something the other day. He's like, you know, I always spend um, New Year's Eve with mommy, obviously, my grandma. And he just, like, got sad in the moment. And I'm just like... I've never spent a Christmas with my grandma, but, like, just to think that, like, she's not here to be able to or have that opportunity, like, that's also something that I feel like comes down, like, really hard on people, especially those who have lost, like, you know, parents or children and stuff like that, so. Yeah, especially the first, the first holiday without them. Mm -hmm. That's always the hardest. But I think grief during the holidays, that's something that's just, like, always very, like, relevant these past few years. I lost a couple people in my life, and even though, like, I didn't spend the holidays with them, it's still a constant reminder mm-hmm. of what once was. And even that your family is, like, aging, because I think it ties mm-hmm. back to how Diana was saying earlier, how family parties are getting smaller and stuff like that. So as people age, mm-hmm. get married, start their own family, stuff like that, like, you're not all going to be attending the same parties, so you still grieve that person's presence, you know, when you're missing out on spending those holidays together like I can't remember the last time I spent a New Year's Eve with my brother mm-hmm. and we're very much close but it's one of those things like you grow up life gets in the way so I feel like grief looks very different for everyone year after year for sure yeah I agree um so Diana you mentioned something earlier about going above your means so kind of tying back to the finance part of things how do you guys think people or why do you guys think people create these expectations out of us to I guess, do the most during the holidays. Because they think I'm like a walking ATM. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, it's a, what are they going to think of you? Like that whole scenario. Well, I feel like that actually is very impactful for you. I feel like that's always been an issue for you. I don't really pay attention to what my family thinks of me because to them, I'm like the golden daughter. So regardless, I can never do no wrong in their eyes. Um, but it still doesn't mean that like, okay, the best way that I can explain is like, you know, if I could, I would give my parents so much, like literally, if anything, the first thing I would get them is a house Mm -hmm. because I feel bad. You know, my parents are moving, renting, like, you know, they can't afford Mm -hmm. it. My parents are not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would do is get them a house. And that's what I want. And every single time I go Christmas shopping for my family, I'm always just like, whatever I'm getting them will never be enough. And I feel Mm -hmm. bad. That's why I'm like, maybe if I give them more, if I give them more, if I give them more. And then obviously I go into debt. Mm -hmm. I drown myself in guilt. And then with my sisters, it's like, you know, it's very hard to shop for them as well because, like, you know, I want to give them so much that they, you know, that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And obviously I can't afford that. And they understand that. But even though they never complain and they never just like, oh, like, what is this? What is that? Inside of me, it's like my guilt that literally like eats me alive because like there are certain things that I wish I can just give them that I can't just wrap in a present. Yeah. Or put in a gift card. So, yeah. I think for me, um, <clears throat> the whole thing about, like, giving someone a gift is mandatory. Like, if I was to show up to a Christmas with no gifts, I might as well not show up. 
Like it's it's mm-hmm. sad and but I'm being so real. Like I might as well not show up because and it's so sad and I'm talking about it now it makes me like sad. Like just me showing up isn't enough, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's just how my family kind of created this. I want to call it a monster. Narrative. It's it's really a monster because like to me quality time is most important and like that's what holidays are meant for. And you know, if I don't show up with this type of gift or, hey, Secret Santa was $100, why'd you get a cheaper gift? Mm-hmm. Um, so every year, I think that's my biggest stressor is what types of gifts mm-hmm. I'm giving because I'm going to be judged by X person. Oh, they got me this. And, of course, somebody in your face, they're not going to be like, wow, like this is what you really got me. Mm-hmm. But people can be so judgy and ungrateful. Ungrateful as fuck. Yeah. And whether it's your family, your friends, like, People need to understand that if someone is going out of their way, above their means, spending their last $10 on getting you a gift, like, you can only appreciate it. Like, do not think anything else. I think the the fact that you were even a thought, like, as minor as a gift may be, I think that's the most important thing. Like, you made thing. it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yeah. Like, you made it to my list. Like, this Christmas... I had no intentions of going anywhere, like I told you guys, and I dragged myself up by the ponytail. And I have, like, 20 kids in my family and on just one side. And I'm not going to drown myself in a hole, and I don't care what anybody has to say. It's only one of me. So I just got the babies something, and then you guys. Um, yeah, it's... But I'm not, I'm not, I don't care what anybody has to say. You're not living my day-to-day life. You're not going to have the same anxiety I do. I wish I could just snap into what Ileana is saying, but like year after year I try, it just doesn't happen. But that's like a whole deeper story. Well, I feel like because you have been... that voice right yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's like, like rooted in you since you were a kid. Like that's all you've known. Yeah, ever since I got my first job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, girl, let's talk about that. Oof. But that ties a lot into like your mental health during the holidays. Yeah, it just, it's it's just a lot of. <laughs> Make that face because that's Ileana's face. No, because it's a good. <laughs> that's your face. That's a good point, though. Let's get into mental health <laughs> because gross. aside from, for one, going about our day to day lives, working and doing our routines and everything, and then also having, and I feel like holidays are a solid two three months because prepping yeah. for holidays, you have during the holidays and even after, kind of recuperate from all the spending or socializing because our social batteries, we know. Um, kidding me i have none (laughs) but once the holidays are over we can say we have some sense of relief right like from (sighs) our families or friends or those expectations but now i feel like we turn a card and we're like sitting with ourselves Mm -hmm. because now we're like okay holidays are over it's a new year like what are we doing for ourselves so in iliana's words we get a moment of get over yourself and get your shit together right Mm because january everybody wants to get their shit together so let's talk about people's idea of like a New Year's resolution or why is New Year's the time to reset? So um, I actually listened to this podcast the other day. You actually sent it to me, Julie. And it had to do with like resolutions. And at the end of the day, it kind of dumbs down to discipline. You could be motivated and you could be disciplined. I feel like resolutions are is synonymous with motivation but discipline trumps all so unless you're disciplined throughout this new year your resolutions are going to fall short and the way i see it a resolution is temporary 
A resolution isn't a real thing, and I can never say I've had New Year's resolutions. I have things that I want to overcome or do better, but to me, a resolution is just a solution to a problem. And if it's just a problem, then you fix it and then you're done. But essentially, if you're trying to fix and create habits and positive routine, then you don't just fix it night to day, so... That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I feel like certain, I feel like there's people who they know that once December is gone and January hits, like it's like a, a switch that turns up and down. Switch is flipped. Yeah. The <laughs> switch is flipped or the flip the switch to whatever. <laughs> the switch is turned, whatever. And <clears throat> I never really been one of those people that, you know, new year, new me. Ugh, or like, OK, we're going to you know, write down our resolutions as to what we want to do in the next year. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if it was on TikTok that I heard this, but like everybody said that, you know, after February or March, like those resolutions are gone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was TikTok or Helen. One of those because <laughs> Helen Cocafe came is, out. Helen so is TikTok. She definitely, yeah, she she definitely mentioned something like that, and I I agreed with her because I feel like you know there's certain resolutions that people want to do in that new year, or whatever, and you know write them down. But if you're already you know halfway, you're in like July, August, you're still the same person. You you know if, if you want to say that the, that the gym is going to be your resolution, you're still having gone to the gym. Like you know you keep on making excuses, and then what? Oh, I'm gonna do better next year. 2024 is my year. It's so annoying. Oh my God, like, let's no, give it so another and, go. And then another thing is that why wait until the new year to work on yourself or to write these goals? You know why don't you wait for your birthday or maybe something like you know a, a people date. always have to put a date to it. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, is, why don't you just think one yeah. day, just be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I treat people. I don't like how I'm broke all the time. And just do something about it. Whether it's freaking April Fool's Day or whether it's fucking Easter. <laughs> I think that I don't know. Figure it out. Like don't. Don't put a time point on a specific year because at the, at the end of the day, you're not switching who you are or your goals aren't switching in that in that one day. You have to work for it. I feel like when you have a reality check, like when something happens, that's when you're prompted to make a change. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're using the resolution as like forcing themselves into thinking like, oh, this is reality hitting me. No. Reality hits when you're on rock bottom. Like, then you're going to want change for yourself. Don't. But even then, some people fix that problem and still don't do shit about it. Yeah. So mm, You're going to keep on having the same problem. Right. Exactly. Because you don't find a permanent solution, which is essentially changing something about yourself. So Definitely agree. I feel like the reason why, like Diana was saying, is that people be like, oh, next year I'll try again. Or they start January 1st at the gym or doing whatever activity. And then by March, they're like, oh, like, you know, they start winding down. They don't go anymore. Oh, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back yeah. to it. I just got busy. No, you literally lack discipline discipline, and the ability to stick to something. Commit to yourself. And we don't want to tangent into, like, a whole self-empowerment yeah. thing. But, <laughs> no, honestly, New Year's is really, like, a, a crazy time for people. Like, yeah. the gyms have been crazy, as you guys know. And Agreed. it's like, half of you guys, why are you actually in here? Like, there's a whole bunch of little kids taking pictures. Like, for what? It's exactly. That's the thing. Like, you go in there, you lift a couple weights. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> take a picture. Be like, oh, motivated. 2023. Go focus. 2023. Summer. I wish Summer you guys body, could see 2023. <laughs> Summer bud. And it's just like, all right. And then they're there wasting people's time who are actually dedicated, motivated. And then, for sir... What no, I I hate people that fucking do that. Like I hate that because 
it's just one, a waste of time that you're doing for yourself and you're just selling yourself a, a fantasy for something that you're not going to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Discipline yourself. Actually, if go, go. Don't go on your phone. Don't take pictures. If you want to take pictures, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't go, don't go in there wasting your time mm-hmm. and lying to yourself that you want to do this when in reality you're just doing it because you're hopping on the trend. Exactly. That's don't, a good point, lying to yourself. Yeah, like don't try to prove anything to anybody but yourself. If you really want to do this, put your phone away. Put on those headphones and just get to and it. And have the mind and body connection. Like, I've been very big on the mind and body connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people do the whole, like, posting and stuff like that, it's because, they, like you said, they want to fit in with the trend or they want to be like everyone else. But that's not going to motivate you to become better. It's not until something actually happens that you're like, shit, I got to get it together. Yeah. That's a really good point. So speaking of New Year's and January and the months to come, do you guys feel like, so we talked about holiday blues and how we kind of get into this dark space and then January comes and it's like it's sunny outside again. Do you guys feel like people's emotions and feelings kind of just like switch and out of nowhere they're like ready and happy? Like how does that actually happen? Because I I think they're like lying to themselves about how they're actually feeling. They're not being honest about the fact that they may still have those December emotions rolling into January. I think I, for one, I'll still hold those December emotions unless it's completely like resolved. I just have a brighter outlook because I have another 365 days to get over myself and those and resolve those emotions. So I think it's kind of like just a door opening. It's not necessarily me lying to myself. Okay. What yeah. do you think, Diana? I, I need you to re-ask that question <laughs> one more time. <laughs> do you think that people, like, may... Their emotions and feelings that they feel in December during holiday blues, do you think people kind of bring them into January or kind of they wake up on January 1st and it's like, oh, I have another opportunity to try life again, 365 more days? Like, do you think their emotions kind of just fade away and they're just happy now? Like, mm-hmm. How do you think that kind of works? In the- I feel like humans aren't able to evolve in less than 24 hours. Except if you're me driving. Yeah, you could drive yeah. around the world. Um, and what I mean by that is that I feel like, you know, us humans or just like people in general, we're very emotional, whether people want to accept that or not. We're very emotional, whether we want to hide it, whether we express it. Um I think the goal is to, for people that think that 2023 is their new year, I think that's their goal to, you know, not bring in the baggage from their last year and then bring, you know, in the new new year, you know, I'm going to cut this person off or I want to have more friends. I want to be more social. You know, all these goals that they set off on themselves. Now, I think what we said before is the discipline behind that. Are you really, really, really going to do that? Are you really going to make this year your bitch or not? And if you are, go for it. And if not, then, you know, don't give up on yourself from 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 trying. Mm-hmm. That's the, that, that's give the, yourself I think grace. I think that's the one thing that you should, you know, bring from from your old year to your new year. Don't give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And get over yourself. And your circumstances, <laughs> they're not permanent. And I feel like in December it can seem very permanent. But like I said, January is a new door. Just walk in with your bags and resolve it and, yeah. and work on yourself at that a, point. And attempt this thing called life. life. Yeah, I am <laughs> the number one person that will always say feel your feels because I'm a very emotional person. I will feel what I need to feel, but I'm not going to like drown myself in it. So I think just overall, 
that's kind of what people have to do for, you know, New Year's. But let's kind of get a little personal and get into some of our takeaways from 2022. Um, I guess we could mention like two or three. What are some things that we took away from 2022? Could be personal, professional, whatever the case is. Let's share with our listeners. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go first. Um, So three takeaways from this year. Um, It's first that I owe nobody an explanation. That's always been your thing since I've known you. No, I've always explained my reasoning. So like, yeah, with everybody. And I've tried to like stop doing that. And sometimes that could come out as cold. But I literally know owe nobody an explanation. The second thing is really be intentional with doing something that you've never done at least once a month. Um, And that's something that I stuck with all of last year. You want to give an example? Yeah. Um, So let me see. I did a lot of things. Um, Okay. So in October, I started my piano classes. I haven't taken piano classes since I was like 10 or 11. And that's something that I've been putting on the burner for, I mean, for like over 10 years. So that's no more than 10 years, like 15, 16 years. So although it's something that I've done in the past, it's pretty like pretty much new. Yeah. Um, and fall in love with your life. So that's <laughs> point number two. And then stop using fillers. Like whatever doesn't whatever doesn't serve you or, or work for you, don't try to like, I don't know, fill your life in with with something that does nothing for you. I don't know if that makes any sense, but don't use fillers in your life. People Got like it. If, if mm-hmm. it's temporary, if it's a thing that you're doing, um, that's kind of like just killing time until you figure out whatever it is you need to figure out, like mm-hmm. rid your life from that. You remember um, a few, might have been like a year ago, we were all having a conversation. I don't know what it was about, but I told you guys something about uncertainty, mm-hmm. how we should remove anything that's uncertain in our lives, mm-hmm. whether that's people, that's, words, mm-hmm. like that's, I could put a word to that and that's like uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So. Rid yourself of uncertainty. Whatever mm-hmm. doesn't feel wholesome, just yeah. kick that shit to the curb. Feel you. I could go next. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm kind of in the same line with Ileana about trying something, not once per month, I guess you could say, but just something I've never done before. So I started doing dance class, and you guys know, like, I wanted, I've always been a dancer, but that specific type of dance, I was like, you know what, I want to try it. And I think in 2022, especially after I turned 29, I kind of just said, stop being scared. Mm -hmm. Because I always thought about doing so many things. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. I do so much research on so much and, like, have a whole wall of options of things I really wanted to do. And I'm so proud that I actually started it. And we're now in January and I'm still doing it. So that's one of the things that I kind of took away from 2022 is to stop being scared. Like... Just be free. You know what I mean? Another thing that I took from 2022 was to be kind. Um, You guys know it was a very tough time for me to not be a mean person. And not like in a disrespectful way, but I was very inconsiderate of other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And these days I kind of find myself thinking before I speak and just apologizing if I feel the need to apologize And actually trying to rub off on people and trying to get people to also be kind and also be considerate. Um, 
because it just makes me feel better as a person. And I'm sure the other person feels 10 times better. And then the last thing I took away was that discipline is the only answer to change um, because I had to apply that to work, had to apply that to my health and just my relationships and friendships all around because you can't be this inconsistent person and expect consistent results. So I think that was like the biggest one for me for 2022 because that's like the umbrella to everything. Oof. If I had, a, if I could take this mic and just drop it, I so uh, would. That Joe was would great. be mad. Don't do that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was great, both of you guys. That was great. And you? Ugh. <laughs> I feel like I have more than three, and I might get a little emotional. So my bad. That's feel your feels. No, no, girl. Oof. Feel your feels. All right. So, as you guys both know, twenty twenty one was a very hard year, extremely hard year. So it was very hard for me mentally. 2021 or 2022? 2021. Okay. That's when we went to Atlanta. Uh, yeah. 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 So 2021, yes. It was a very, it started off great. You know, I had a lot of changes. And then after that, everything just went downhill. I got really, really low emotionally, physically, mentally. Everything just got low. Um, and I said that, you know, 2020, 2021 was my setback year. And 2022 was basically not my comeback year, but it was more of a year of like, realization I feel like 2022 definitely made me realize a lot of what I couldn't see it was like my second pair of eyes so you know I was at my highest I was at my lowest I was stuck um you know and I'm not saying I'm not stuck still but I definitely feel like I am learning to take myself away from that um and then I said 2023 is going to be my transformation year not my comeback year, but my my transformation year. So the three or four recaps that I got from 2022 and going into 2023 and for the rest of my life, actually, not just setting it at just 2023, but for the rest of my yes, life. Um, my first thing is putting myself first and stepping out of my comfort zone. So um, you guys know, you know, I, I always struggled putting myself first and always always being considerate of what other other people might feel and me feeling that for them and that's stepping myself back from approaching things or doing whatever you guys know I'm not a very social person and I've been lately trying to expand my socialization skills a little bit even though I have to talk to you guys or text you guys and like tell you like what what the hell am I doing Um, I'm trying my best because I feel like people want to get to know me and I always feel like people don't want to get to know me because I'm very just, like, to myself. Like, I'm always just focused on my work and, like, that's it. Like, or I'll make, like, one work friend and, like, that's it. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. care enough to, ex- you know, expand my socializations or my communication, communication skills. So that's one thing that I definitely have been working on since the month of December and trying to improve that as I go. Is that going to be hard work? Extremely. But I'm willing to do that. I want to do that. Not that I didn't want to before. Before I was just like, absolutely not. But I'm expanding my social battery because I feel like it runs out really quick. I'm so glad you got like a wireless charger to you now. You just. And can I just say, I kind of going off of what you just said, Mm -hmm. I was really proud of you for going to your holiday party, even though it was awkward as fuck and you went live from Rule of Femme because you needed. (laughs) I needed needed friends. You needed a filler. You needed a filler, but you still. Went out of your comfort zone. Yeah, so. I, it was very awkward. And the the one that I recently <laughs> went to, it was f- more fun and more open. 
But because I am the youngest there and everybody else, they're like literally like married, kids, four kids, three babies, like all these stuff. And it's just like, you know, they they're they're adults, they're about mm-hmm. 40 basically. And I'm just like, I'm 30. But you know, awkward is just a feeling, and 30-ish. that's you yeah. giving yourself that feeling. Yeah, but I was actually social. I talked, I got to know more people, like you know, people that you just like write it through email mm-hmm. and it's like, oh like now you're putting a name to a, a face. Fa- a face, yeah. to, a the face name. to a name. Yeah. So. My second one is something kinda that I can relate to Julie is getting out of the I'm a bitch mentality and that's okay to excuse my behavior. Um because I know like last year or a couple of years ago, like you know, you were very tough. You were not mean, but you were just I appreciate the tough word. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. Aggressive. Um, yeah. Uh, I think and, you were no mean. It could be. It's not like an outward mean. It's more like. It I was, was inconsiderate. But yeah. I feel like I can I can relate to Julie like in that in, in that time of her life because I feel like that now. I feel like actually like a couple no yesterday I had a very very sad conversation with my sister and like you know like right now we're not really talking we're not on talking terms, <sighs> but like I feel like in that moment I could have said so much fucked up shit to her because like. I was so angry and I texted my sister, my other still on the side. I was like, you know what? I'm like so close to leaving work and going to the house and punching her in the face or running over with my car. Like I literally felt like I couldn't do that because I'm just like, I was so angry. And like mm-hmm. there were so many things that she said that triggered me that I feel like I could have reacted to. And I know how much of a mean person that I can be, but I feel like it's been months now that I feel like I'm literally a mean person. Like I can be a mean person. And like it, and it hurts me that I can be someone like that. You know, I don't want to be mean. To my friends, I don't want to be mean to like my family. I don't want to be mean to like anybody, because like I can only imagine how that feels. You know, I I can take people being mean to me because at the end of the day, like I am in that mentality where it's like, if you're mean, I can be meaner. If you're a bitch, I could be a bigger bitch. But I don't want to get to that point anymore in my life because it's draining and it makes mm-hmm. me feel like shit. Yeah. Like I feel like I, if I say something mean, I'll meet it in that moment. And then when I'm reflecting like days later, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have said that because at the end of the day, people have feelings. Whether mm-hmm. they put up a wall, they have feelings. It hurts them. And hurt people hurt people. Exactly. And like, I thank God I didn't say what I wanted to say. I literally just told my sister. I was like, listen, leave me alone. I was like, I appreciate your apology, but right now you're making me uncomfortable and it's just better if we just part ways. Mm-hmm. It was sad for me to say that because that's my sister and you guys know how I feel about my sisters, but I feel like I'd rather say that than say something else that would really have her go on a rampage and probably just like, you know, make her feel really shitty. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to get out of my I'm a bitch mentality phase because it does not make me happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like, I feel like for so long it made me happy because I put up that wall that I didn't allow anybody to like hurt me. And now I'm just like, you know what? It's not hurting me. It's experiencing what I need to experience. Or maybe there's people are going to be like, you know what? You're not perfect. Like, this is what you do wrong. Because I can be very, like, tunnel vision. I'm like, you know what? What I'm saying is right. And what I'm doing is right. You hurt me. And I'm not, like, oh, I can be know. very, very, like, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like that anymore because it makes me feel sad. Like, I feel mm-hmm. sad a lot of the times because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. And the more you practice to be softer and kinder you'll literally feel lighter. Yeah. Like emotionally, mentally, you'll feel lighter. There's been so many times I've been tempted, but this whole quote-unquote soft girl thing, <laughs> soft I'm, girl go- era? I'm going on like eight months sober. Oh, wow. <laughs> and no, you just genuinely feel lighter. And the more you practice like your responses with people, people are going to keep triggering you. Mm-hmm. But the moment you master your responses, like you're winning. Yeah. So very proud of you. Thanks. And then my other one is um, realizing what and who works for me. 
Mm. Yes. And that. that, yeah, that right there was a, a really big realization because, you know, it's just been a lot going on in my life. And I think it's time where I have to just see it from another point of view instead of just my own tunnel vision to be like, what is working for me and who is working for me? And not I don't want to say eliminate people because I feel like that sounds really harsh. But I think just a big word for me is just distancing myself. And then if I distance myself and I see that the distance is working, that's telling me that I need to be away from you in order for me to heal. Yep. And, and then the last one is getting fit and, fo- and not focusing on the scale. <laughs> I have started my workout journey since August when I came back from Puerto Rico because I obviously did not like how I looked. And obviously I had knee surgery, which held me back in October. And now I got cleared, so I'm going back to the gym. But I feel like I'm focusing so much on losing weight, losing weight, and losing weight and focusing on the scale where I feel like I just want to get fit and healthier. Yeah, you want to feel good above all. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't, but I feel like I can do better, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I'm like, Julie, I'm like, Julie, I need your help. What's going on? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because not for nothing, guys, if you guys see Julie now, she, lo- well, I'm not saying before, but you look great. Oh, you look No, you, you look great, and I'm happy that you're focusing and you're going to the gym every single morning. I can't fucking do that. Yeah, because... shout out to Ileana for uh, those 6.30 a.m. alarms because yeah. no. Girl, no. But yeah, those are my uh, takeaways from 2022. Very good, very good. This is exciting stuff, guys. And I'm very, I guess I will speak for Rule of Femme. Uh, <laughs> Rule of Femme will be doing great in 2023. Always. Yes, we will. And moving forward. So these are really good takeaways from 2022. Um, now let's kind of transition to 2023 and let's kind of give one, I don't want to, I hate the word resolution. We could say aspiration, goal, uh, mindset, whatever you want to call it. What's one thing that you are going to do for 2023 and by I say going to do like you're going to stick to it it's attainable it's timely I'm going into corporate right now a smart goal that's what it's called um what's one thing I'll let when you guys go first I went first last time you could go first dirty happiness oh yes I like that sweet and simple happiness period and that can go in so many directions happiness um I'm focusing on being the best version of me. Period. And always. Okay. Um, my goal for this year and every year after that is to be a shark. <laughs> we just got a shark? To be a shark. Sharks are... You're going to get what's yours? But yeah. Oh, Mami, okay. Tu okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, she's going to get what's hers. I no. like that. To be a shark, to be very headstrong in everything I do, to not settle. She's gonna be a, the predator. Yeah. Good. You should. Yeah. Here I am trying to like tame my lion, and she's out here about to. No, I'm about to go for what's mine. As you should. Yeah. Get your lick back, girl. Uh, no, 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 no. No, because one thing not... about me, I'm gonna get my lick back. Not in 2020. <laughs> We're not getting any licks back. We're just gonna p- let people have their licks. <laughs> Because guess what? If they're mad, it's their problem. How many licks is it going to send? I was just thinking you about that. And Ileana's wisdom words, wise words. <laughs> if someone's mad at you, it's their problem, not yours. So we are not getting licked backs in 2023. Just no. let them have it. I'm going to let them simmer. I'm going to be great. I don't know. But amazing, beautiful. <laughs> Lick back era. I think with all that being said, and I'm just kind of like reflecting, reflecting again, back on the beginning of this episode, we went from like really sad holiday blues to like popping shit for 2023. That's so I'm excited. excited. As it should be. Yes. 
Um, so let's go to the rule of life. Drum roll, please. Oh, you actually did it. <laughs> the rule of life for this episode is the best days of our lives haven't happened yet. Oh, detach mic and drop it. Kidding. Definitely kidding. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I love this for us. It's going to be a great year. And for all of you listening, um, don't give up. Yeah. And realize that whatever struggle you have today won't be your only struggle. Just like the happiness you might feel today, it's not the happiest you will ever be. So just keep on going. Roll with the punches and be disciplined. Work on yourself. Hold yourself accountable and make sure you have the right people around you. And step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Amazing. With that, that being said, said, we are peacing out. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. <laughs> Till next time. Bye, Bye guys. Everyone.